Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. That's my name. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Oh, what a show we're going to have for you today. What a show. Roman Reigns is on the show today. A studio interview, an in-person interview, not a phoner this time. If you remember, the last time Roman Reigns was on the show, uh, it was right after Royal Rumble. I think the interview happened a day or two before the Royal Rumble, and then the podcast came out two days after, obviously, it was, or three days, I guess. It was a Wednesday morning. Um, and he was just kind of being honest and being himself, but it ended up getting a, a lot, a lot of attention. Uh, so, who knows? Maybe he'll win people over this time, or maybe we'll draw up even more controversy. Either way, I'm happy with it, because I look at the numbers on the downloads. So, but I do uh, hope everybody enjoys it. As long, I feel like as long as people are talking about it, people are enjoying it, right? Even if they don't like what somebody, if you don't like what somebody's saying, you still enjoy the fact that they're saying it, because it it evokes some kind of response out of you. I know a lot of people enjoyed Brodus Clay, uh, Tyrus last week. Who knew? That he was such an interesting guy. Like, I ended up talking to him, the original cut of that interview, and you can see even more of it on YouTube. I uploaded the video of the entire interview. I think I ended up airing like 50 minutes of it on the podcast, and it was even longer. So uh, you can see an even longer version of that interview on YouTube. If you've got an hour to kill, I would suggest it. It's good for a lunch break. If you're in school, just kind of put it under your desk while the teacher's talking about God knows what, long division, algebra. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention either. But you just prop it under your desk, and you can watch it there. Either way, find the time. Uh, and a lot to talk about in State of Wrestling. We'll have a regular-length version of State of Wrestling this week. Not like the abridged version last week. Um, I want to talk about this Breaking Ground show that's coming out, which, by the way, we will have uh, quite a bit of involvement in here on the podcast and through other uh, means, which we'll talk about in State of Wrestling. Uh, uh, everything that's going on online, I want to talk about the new partnership with Evolve, which is kind of nuts. Uh, of course, Raw, of course, the Brock Lesnar podcast. So much, so much to talk about today, but I don't want to waste your time gabbing. I want to get right into Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns came in. I conducted this interview uh, right after the episode of Monday Night Raw that ended with him and Bray Wyatt uh, uh, laid out together. You remember that episode? Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt was the main event, and it ended with Bray getting speared and Bray and Roman both going through a table and just kind of getting kind of laid out. I thought that was a great ending to the show. It was uh, weird a little bit. Um and it's ended up somewhat off-focused, I guess. There doesn't seem to be a huge focus on Raw right now. I, I, it seems very fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants. There isn't sort of a, okay, we'll do this because this is leading to that, which is leading to... It feels kind of like they're grasping at straws a little bit. But I thought this attempt to do something memorable worked. I think that that was a better segment. That That match was better than any segment that... Roman Reigns or Bray Wyatt have done together in the last month or so. But I wanted to save it because Hell in a Cell is this week. Another thing we're going to talk about in State of Wrestling. Uh, and I thought, what better way to get hyped up for the big uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view 
than to hear from one of the guys who's going to be in the main event of the show. Well, one of the two main events. One of the two Hell in a Cell matches. Roman Reigns, my guest on this week's Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Welcome, Roman Reigns, back to the Sam Roberts studio. Yeah, good to be back. How you doing, man? I'm doing. Sam busy, uh, like we were just talking about last time we saw each other, we were sharing some pizza pies and uh, hanging out in a blizzard. Isn't it crazy, like, when you go to some places, everybody talks about New York having the best pizza, but, like... Mm. Stanford, Connecticut, yeah. of all places. Tiny little hole in the wall. Just hammering it through. Is that when? It, so that was yeah. That was that was right after the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. When there was that blizzard, so they couldn't do Raw. Yep. So you guys had to do stuff out of the studio and everything. Yeah, it was a crazy like impromptu Raw that we did in the studio. Um, it was mainly just like promo interview segments. Um, yeah. I think they had JBL on top of the studio, like doing a weather report. <laughs> um, but yeah, mainly we were just locked in the studio for quite some time, and uh, it was looking like we were going to be able to do something, and it wasn't looking like it, and then last minute we were able to go. So um, it made for a pretty cool Monday. Yeah, do you like different. Do you like nights like that? That's like it's completely, you know, they say, well, anything can happen, but it's literally like we don't even have a ring. Yeah. So we're, we got to throw a three-hour TV show together. Yeah, well, and that's the crazy part is they just, they, you start canceling stuff, and like, it's not like you're just canceling like a dinner reservation. Like you're canceling a whole arena. Right. You got to, you know, move all, you know, you have the full loading dock of trucks that you have to reorganize and repack and send them to the next town or where, find it, you know what I mean? You got to find where we're going the next time, um, you know. Yeah, and you got to figure out if the weather's, because it's, if you're doing TV on Monday, Tuesday's not far away. Yeah. So you got to make sure the storm's not going that way because yeah, otherwise. you're just being blanketed by that one storm. So right. that, that's kind of what we ran into there. And, um, it, it left for a cool day, you know what I mean? It yeah. left for a, a different opportunity to do something different on a Monday night, um, which I thought ended up being pretty cool. Um, you know, a lot of good learning experiences uh, being around Paul and Brock and, and those moments. Right. Um, and then, you know, it it made for a pretty cool Tuesday, too, because typically you just go do your SmackDown and, and head home. But had a little time to hang out with the boys. and uh, yeah, You don't actually yeah. get hangout days. You don't. That, that's like people assume that you're like traveling together. Yeah. So that means you're all just like you're getting to the locker room and everybody's just hanging out and having fun. Or you're just seeing the world. Right. And like you get to go here and there. And, and a lot of times, a lot of my sightseeing is through a window, you know, through the bus window or out the car window. Um, you don't have enough time to actually take advantage of the town and, and right. see what's happening. So it was, it was cool to finally get to hang out in Stanford a little bit, especially it being our headquarters and kind of like a second home for, you know, well, the main home for the company, but a second home for me as a performer. Right, right. I mean, I got to taste that just being a spectator, like at WrestleMania in New Orleans, for instance, when it was like, there's all this stuff in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do everything WWE has to offer. And then I would get back and people were like, well, did you do this? Did you do that? And I was like, no, it didn't even matter. It didn't matter yeah. what city it was in. Yeah. It was just that you guys kind of create your own world wherever you go. And obviously you're kind of, Stuck right in there. Yeah, well, you know, especially Mania. It's such a big event now. Yeah. I mean, it, it was big in the very first one, and now it's just, I mean, 
it's on a whole nother level where it's in a, it's it's in its own universe now um like you said the access all the different opportunities you have um when whenever we're going through it the week before you know just to hear all the different appear i mean just like hundreds of appearances by different you know superstars and, and wrestlers and things like that and and just so many different great opportunities connect and and meet fans and and you know meet and greets and q a's and things like that so it makes for an awesome week like you said whatever city we're in we'll take over any Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's it could be it could be nothing going on, there could be everything going yeah. on wherever it is. Well, and like, it's like you, the traveling circus. Yeah, well if you look at it in the past couple of years is you know, we had a crazy town like New Orleans and then more of a laid back, you know, more of a suburban feel with San Jose and Santa Clara. So completely different towns and cities, but still great times. How do you do you, how do you diet and stay in shape and stuff like that? Because when I when we went and got food at at Colony in Stanford, mm-hmm. you housed like probably four pizzas yourself. It might have been five. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but let's just put it out there. Colony, <laughs> what's the official name? Colony Pizza. I think Colony Is Grill it, or Colony Pizza. Colony Grill. Colony Grill. <laughs> just, we dominate. <laughs> right. Me, Roman Reigns. Right. Sam Roberts. Right. We, Corey Graves. Right. Your wife was there too. Yes, right? she was. We dominated pizzas. I think I had at least five. I think I did the, what was it, the hot oil pizza? Yep. We did probably two or three of those, and then I'm a pepperoni guy. You yeah. know what I mean? So you got to you gotta have that in there. That's that's just the way it's got to be. Um, but you can't do that every night. No. And then what um, do you have to do, like, the next morning, just work out like a beast and try to sweat it all out? Uh, well, you know, for us, almost every day is a two-a-day. We we work out and perform, and right. in the ring is is a bit of a workout too because you're hitting everything. You have your cardio, you have your functional movements. You know what I mean. You have different things. You know, guys who pick up guys, things like that. So it's a workout in its own right. Um, so it, it does help that that type of regiment running that type of schedule. Um, and then on top of that, we're always always traveling. So it's not like we get to eat five to six all the way up to eight meals like a bodybuilder would we were trying to scavenge as you know get as much time as we can yeah i, I read an prepare, article you know where they were i think it was in it was in one of the fitness magazines and they were talking to the wrestlers about like what do you eat on the road and every one of them chipotle 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 <laughs> chipotle and colony grill that's yeah it. that's it Ma- mainly colony <laughs> grill but yeah chipotle it's it's kind of on on the individual you know what i mean and where everybody's at um you have all different types of body types, um, but it just seems like Chipotle seems to work out the best. It's fairly clean. Um, you know, you have a, you're a bit of a variety of what you can pick and choose, but when it comes down to it for what we do, mainly it's it's protein, meat. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's what we got to do to keep size, especially with the amount of cardio we're doing every night. You had a, a, a pretty major workout on Monday, closing the show with Bray Wyatt. What's that like when you find out? Because I was watching it thinking – this is exactly what should be going on with guys like Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, the young guys that are like, this is the right now dudes. Main eventing the show, closing Raw with a beat down kick ass match that just ends where it ends with both guys just laid out the pulp beating out of each other. You know, it's not a it's not an interview segment. It's not a segment with, you know, a guy that one of the one of the older guys. It's like this is what we're offering now and going forward. Like, did you kind of. Look at it that way and take it on as all right. Let's let's let them know that you know Sting's great, Brock Lesnar's great, Undertaker's great. This is what we have. 
Always. Yeah. Every, every every time and I think I speak for all of us, you know the group that we have, the yeah. that young generation that's that came a little bit before the shield and a little bit after the shield. We we have a, a fairly tight nu- uh, nucleus. Um so every time I step out there I'm trying to set that bar. I'm trying to, you know, reestablish myself and, and push myself to a higher uh, standard. Um, and those type of opportunities don't come every day. You, it, it, I've been fortunate enough to main event a Raw, you know, and main event a couple pay-per-views and a Mania. I mean, yeah, but, WrestleMania. Yeah, but the thing is, though, like, you just, you never know, you know what I mean, if you're going to get that opportunity, uh, you know, just through, you know, just the booking or, mm-hmm. you know, in health, you know what I mean? The, to to compete and, and work every single night almost year round, uh, it's brutal. It's multiple car wrecks every single night, uh, especially when you have a like how me and Bray did uh, the other night. Um, but that that's that's what it's going to take. Yeah, you know I mean that 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 level of dedication and passion is what it's going to take to drive us in the future. So do you you have to leave a match like that in pain. Yo, that I don't feel good right now. You, you know don't. I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to make it appear that I'm, you know, I got a chip in my elbow floating around. My this finger is bigger than every, all my fingers combined. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was special. Yeah, did you yeah. watch it back? Like, were you happy with the way it looked? I didn't watch it back. Oh, you got to at least watch back that last scene because that's one of those when you come out of nowhere when Bray's on the table and you spear him and the table's out and then the show goes to black with you both laid out. It, it's one of those things that could have gone wrong on any step. Oh, yeah. Like, all you have to do is <laughs> timing, positioning, and it was perfect. Yeah. It was great, um, so you should watch it back. Um, thank but you. But do you think, speaking of main events, do you think if the crowd reaction had been different, if, if the road between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania had just worked itself out differently. Do you think you would have been world champion leaving WrestleMania? Oh, that's such a tough question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm backing out of your question with a maybe, Mm -hmm. but that, that, I mean, that's like, that's what we're dealing with here. Because you don't don't know know how it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we didn't know, you know what I mean? No, didn't talk to anybody. Didn't talk to anybody until pretty much the day of, you know what I mean? I mean, had, you know, an idea of what we needed to do and things like that, but... See, that would drive me crazy. I feel like... Didn't have a finish, anything like that. The minute I won the Royal Rumble, the minute I find out I'm winning the Royal Rumble, I'm going to start asking, well, does that mean I'm going to win the main event? Am I going to win the title? And it's like, (laughs) don't worry about it, Roman. We got it. We'll We'll figure it out later. That's what made this so crazy for me. That that's what made it such a emotional roller coaster. Is, yeah, and and you we hung out like right in the beginning, like it was happening two days after it, the it, rumble, but it was already happening. Right, the way it happened, and and I explain it. It was like the best and worst moment of my life. It was like literally the best thing, opportunity, anything is. You know what I mean? To to have an you know have the main event of WrestleMania right there for you. But I couldn't, I couldn't think that way. Cause I just kept thinking I'm not going to be in it. Even after the rumble, you're like, they're going to figure out something and I'm not going to do it. I, I just felt like Brian and his momentum and yeah. And it was just going to happen to me. And, and then we went into That's fast. Torturous. It was, that is so psychologically like, like to just, all right, all I can do. So even after you win the Royal Rumble, all you can do is stay in this mindset of, I'm going to try to have a great match tonight, and that's as far forward as I can yeah, think. It's just, 
I have to go. That's I still feel this way. I have to go out there every single night and bust my ass. Because at any point they could just say we're done. Well, and but at any point it could be the last one. Right. I, what if so? And that's the other thing. Like, knock on wood. What if you know? What if I would have spiked my head when I speared Bray through that table? I mean, anything can happen. We, you know what I mean? It, yeah. We're, we're, you talk about Brian and the momentum and that having an influence on your psychology. Now you look at Brian, and he's been that, out since that's March. That's the other, yeah, and that's the other end is like, you know, and as a talent for me and, and someone who cares about this business and, and where it goes, it it's rough. You know what I mean? There's yeah. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So it's important for us to build the future. And I don't believe in just one guy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I believe I'm a team guy. I'm a football guy. I, that's what the background I come from. I've been in a locker room since I was just a little guy. So right. for me to see that team, you know, effect and, and for men to come together and, and, and create, um, that's what we need. We need, we need, we need nothing but thoroughbreds all around us. We don't, yeah. it, the way it's been, is the way it's been and it, it worked. It, it's, it, it is what it, it was. What that's, that's what happened. That's the history of it. But I still think we're, we're the future hadn't been written yet. And therefore there's still, still more history to be written. So and you it's going to be a team thing. And you have to look at it too. Like, you know, taking yourself out of the equation, Seth is a pretty incredible champion. Absolutely. And that him holding the title gives the Roman Reigns character, all the opportunity in the world to be right there next to him. One hundred percent. That I've never taken anything away from Seth as a performer, as as a man, as a you know everything. Um, it's just based off the choices. You right. know what I mean? It, one of the best professional wrestlers out there, if not well, hell, he was I think voted the he's the best right now. Yeah, I'm going to take a lot of pleasure <laughs> in trying to you know to take him off that mountain. That's right. and that's what we should all feel like. That's how that's how it should be. It should be that type of competition. It should be that type of alpha male thinking to want to have the top of the mountain, to want to put the flag in. But the reality is if we're all doing this, mm-hmm. we're all going to be up there. And it's almost more satisfying. I mean, I don't know if you think this way, but this is how I feel like I would think if I were in your position that okay, maybe they thought that they were going to make 2015 my year. Now you have the opportunity to grab the ball yourself mm-hmm. and make it so that whether they want it or not, 2016 can be your year because of you, not because of anyone else. Well, and that's, that's the crazy part of my career thus far is like, I've been so fortunate to, to do so many incredible things in such a short time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would like, I came into this business you know, with a plan, you know, to have a great career and, and do certain things and, and bucket list stuff and goals to check off. I didn't think I'd do the stuff I've done thus far and, and as quickly. And, and that, I mean, not everybody's a religious person. I am. That's to me, that's God. Um, but it wasn't even perfect. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it could be so like, it was the best stuff ever to happen to me, but I can, it, it still wasn't exactly like i pictured it so i still you know god willing i still have an opportunity like you said to make it what i wanted to to make it how i pictured it to to instead of you know my mania sign going off and boo and (laughs) flipping me off like 
why are you flipping me off first? I let me ask, what did that do? You know, yeah. I was looking at a bunch of dudes my age. You know what I mean? Like grown, <laughs> right. grown men. Man. It's always grown men too. Like, of course it is. Thirty year olds with their kids next to them, but like it's it, like, and their kids why are, are like flipping me off, and like, the kids are cheering and looking up at their dad. Like why? I don't, I don't understand. But, but that's a that's a cool thing. And uh, I will tell you this: I was there with. Uh, Katie Linendahl does the wrestling podcast with me, mm-hmm. and she was wearing a Roman Reigns hoodie, and I was like, Katie, Stop. this yeah. may not go yeah. your way in Philly. And she was like, what do you mean? And it was that like almost like child, like everybody started booing, and she's like, what, what, did, what's did, going on? What? Did you see her like doing this? Like, she's just wearing, like sliding her hoodie. I think I got a, to see I think I got a Brock I, Lesnar yeah, t-shirt under here somewhere. What? <laughs> Oh. oh yeah who put yeah. this on it's a prank it was that type of night man um but like i said that it was still my night you know it was, I mean? it, it was still an unbelievable night to uh you know push me forward and and, and create moments and, and a future and i'm very blessed and i'm very grateful and i i hope i have another opportunity to, to like you said carve it the way yeah i'd like it well there's a couple and you're still a young guy so you got time theoretically but like you said you're always thinking you, you have to That's you know crazy. what i mean like that that was something I, it just carried over from football it yeah. Was, it, yeah any play could be your la- any down could be your last down so you got to take advantage of everyone well tell me i got a couple more wrestling questions i got to ask you but sure. first what's brought you to new york i want i want to give you an opportunity to talk about what we're what we're actually yeah, here to talk yeah. about which is not pizza and wrestling no yeah <laughs> as as cool as all that stuff is this is the coolest so yeah. this is this is the most important stuff we do um, and I'm very honored and, and just so proud that I've been made a part of the Susan G. Komen campaign and yeah. and bringing light to, uh, you know, stopping breast cancer and, and bringing that awareness and, and doing everything that we can with our platform. You know, we, we have so many different, you know, we have the WWE Network, we mm-hmm. have, you know, TV programming, we, we have social media, we have so many different ways to enlighten people on, on how, you know, early detection and, and the things that we needed to, to do to protect our women. You know, you, you have a, a wife, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone can, everyone can feel like they need to, you know, secure the women of this world. Every man can feel that way because we all have a mother. We all have a, you know, either a, a, a girlfriend, a wife, a sister, yeah. you know, uh, any, you know, a niece. There, there's got to be a connection there that will make you want to stand Daughter. up. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's the thing is that for me, the my my favorite people in the world are women. You know, yeah. my, my mom, my, my daughter, and my wife, not in that order. <laughs> that They're all equal. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't let them hear that there's any order. The strength of love is different loves, but the strength is the highest it can possibly go. But that, I mean, that's the most important thing we can do is take care of the women. And it's and it's it's pretty amazing too that the WWE has figured out. Okay, we got all this. we got this audience, mm-hmm. and they're kind of following WWE wherever it goes. So it's like, okay, let's. Uh... Well, and you know, we've done it. This is our fourth year. Um, you know, and we just we continue to just push and push, and, and you know, that's the goal is to continue to raise awareness and as as much funds as we can to help help the women out. You know, help help the uh, the cancer patients fighting every single day. Um, and we've done a great job, but we just we we can do better. We you know over the past. Uh, however, I think we've raised over $1.5 million, but there, there's, there's more, there's more. And, uh, that's what, that's the plan to do. So donate. So get the pink t-shirts, do the whole thing. Yeah. We're going pink. Uh, before I let you go, two more questions. Sure. The first one, uh, is again, I'm going to ask you about Bray Wyatt in a second, but the first one's about Brock Lesnar. I was there at WrestleMania. And the thing that struck me is when you got in the ring, you guys were, I was in the second row. 
you guys were hitting each other as hard as you could. It was not, there was no stomping on the mat. There was no theatrics. It was like, I've seen Brock do it, but it, like you instigated it. Like it felt like you went in there and you were like, I've got one option here. I'm going to show Brock that he's not going to, you know, that there's no bullies here. I'm, I'm glad somebody's got their eye on the ball. Um, that that was the goal, man. Um, did you? Is that something that you talk about ahead of time? Like, okay, I'm not going to pull any punches. You shouldn't either. Or do you go in there? You don't talk about that. You send a message. Yeah, it's, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. It's, it's Brock Lesnar. And uh, I'm. don't get me wrong. I fear like everybody else. Sure. But I don't fear other men. Right. There's, there's other things I'm scared of in this world. But it's not another male. Mm-hmm. I don't care how big you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I've fought giants. I'm, I'm dealing with another big one as we speak. Um, mm-hmm. There's no, there ain't no scared in me when it comes to, you know, defending myself or, or right. being in combat. Um, and that was my goal was to make him look different. And I hit him right in the mouth the very first. And, and he, I was watching and he dude, did exactly and- what Brock does. He scooped me up like a beast and he ran me and then I kept punching. And he kept throwing and at the end of the match, I kept punching. I, you know what I mean? That's just the but way it was. Like the, Especially like the first five minutes of that match is a fight. Yeah. Like, and you're just trying to figure... Like, it does not start like a wrestling match. No, it is a fight. There was no tie-up or nothing. Like, we didn't... And by the way, that's why the next night, Brock Lesnar, you could see the welts on his face. Yeah. I... I uh, he... He threw me around like a rag doll, just like he does. Uh-huh. And I hit hard and I hit often, just like just I do. Like it, do. It, it was it was really neat. And if we never do it again, You're happy I'm with happy that. with that. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with that. My body finally feels okay from that. But yeah, <laughs> finally, I, yeah, yeah. It, it took a while, man. It really man. did. It, but it, like you said, rough. you got to lay it all out there because you have a WrestleMania main event. Whether you're winning, whether you're losing, you don't. You, who knows if you'll get another one? Had to represent, man. Right. And, right. and you know, you were there. I, yeah. You were probably close to my family members. You know, I have. Yeah. My father, my mother. They're. Uh, I saw your family actually. They were pissed yeah when, when when rollins music hit yeah. they were mad like legit not there's a camera on me i'm pissed they were like yeah what is this they were there was samoan anger in there yeah that's those are the type of reactions we're looking for right yeah there. those are the spur of the moment uh reactions but yeah that that's um that that's what that match was that uh, it was physical and because of the physicality it'll be different than any other match i think you you'll you yeah. see all kinds of technical wrestling awesome wrestling that's not what that was no that, that was, was a fight. that was a fight and last one before i get you out of here of course bray wyatt is the guy on your plate right now yeah. which has to be great because bray's i would assume he, he's a lot of fun to work with because he's so much fun to watch um what did you think, though, about getting your daughter involved in the storyline? It it was rough. It, yeah. was, it was tough. Um, and there was a reason why we did it the way we did it. I, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, and so if if you if you know what we're talking about, you saw the picture. It, it was it actually was, a, our PSA fatherhood ad council. So it's not a private picture. It it's been out there yeah, before. It wasn't, it wasn't something that came from my home or a private, you know, like a me and JoJo selfie or something like that. It, it was, you know, a promotional thing that we, it's it's in the malls, you know what I mean? You can probably see it on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was okay with that. That's but the if, compromise. If you, if you saw, we didn't touch on it much after. It, you it didn't? Was, it was just something to spark but um too much is too much and i thought we 
I thought we were able to push a line and stay there and not go too far. And, right. and we were able to go back towards, you know, the wrestling and, and the, you know, the, the talent and us telling our individual competition story opposed to getting too deep into that, that type of, you know, real-life situation. Totally. Well, Roman Reigns, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You got a lot of Internet controversy last time you were on my show. The, I don't know if you even remember it or it affects you whatsoever. I, I had a lot of controversy going on. <laughs> so it all time. just got, yeah, yeah, got it, all together. It was just a huge bundle <laughs> of not so much love. So, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully that changes for you. Either that or we'll just piss them off again. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. What, as long what, as there's a reaction. What happening. can you do? You know what I mean? I'm just going to continue to work hard. Well, good. Good, man. It's, uh, it's always great having you on, dude. Thanks, brother. Here is Sam Roberts. There you have it. Roman Reigns, my guest on the podcast this week. I don't think there's anything he said there that's going to be too controversial. I'm glad that we got to talk about the Brock Lesnar match because I don't think he gets enough credit. And maybe it was a little tougher to see on TV than it was to see live. I don't know. But, I mean, he went in hard at Lesnar as soon as that match starts. And you could tell if you watch... Not only can you tell that Roman Reigns is hitting him as hard as he can, but Lesnar is, like, bleeding and bruised within two minutes of that match starting, uh, and I respect that. I respect that a lot. I like Roman Reigns. Uh, I like him as a, as a dude. He's a solid dude. Uh, but he's also—I I think he's good, and I think he's got a lot of potential to be a big star. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't be able to be a big star. My— I believe the problem is that they're just wanting to turn him into John Cena too. And that's what it feels like to me. I don't know. I don't have any backstage information. But when I'm watching Raw, it feels like they're just trying to turn him into the next John Cena, which is just strange to me because it was actually addressed by Shawn Michaels on Raw, believe it or not, this whole idea of making somebody the next someone. Because go through history. All right, who was your top guy? Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund was the top guy. What was he the next? Nobody. He wasn't exactly Bruno San Martino, okay? You tried to make Bob Backlund the top guy. Then you go to Hulk Hogan. Is Hulk Hogan the next Bob Backlund? No. They couldn't be any more different. You tried to turn the Ultimate Warrior into Hulk Hogan. That's not going to work. You tried to turn Lex Luger into Hulk Hogan. That's not going to work. Who's your next top guy? You could say Bret Hart, but it's really Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was not the next Hulk Hogan. He was somebody completely different. Who's your next top guy? Steve Austin. Is Steve Austin the next Shawn Michaels? No, he's someone completely different. Who's there trying to get the spot from Steve Austin? It's The Rock. Is The Rock the next Steve Austin? No, he couldn't be more different, and that's why they fought over that spot so fiercely. And then, I don't know, after that, I guess John Cena has been the top guy ever since. I don't know if there was a real solid top guy between The Rock and John Cena. But then you've got John Cena, who is so far from Stone Cold Steve Austin that it's a joke. He, there is, John Cena is not the second coming of anybody. He's just John Cena. So this idea that, okay, we know what our top guy is like. Let's try to make Roman Reigns like him. It's not going to work. Roman, first of all, it, it doesn't, I don't even, it doesn't work for an older fan base anyway, let's just say, for John Cena. The jokes, the, the humor, all this stuff. For the most part, John Cena is heavily marketed towards kids. And I get it. That's the audience you're trying to get, fine. You're trying to sell toys, whatever. But Roman Reigns, 
can be Roman Reigns. He can be a monster. He doesn't need to be corny. He doesn't need to tell jokes. He doesn't need to smile all the time. He doesn't need to be nice. Why don't you make this guy just a force to be reckoned with? And that's enough sometimes. And I feel like for Roman, it would be enough. If he's just coming in there and he's ready to kick ass or whatever it is, sit down and figure out who Roman Reigns is and why he's the guy you want to make the top of your company. If he's the guy you want to make the top of your company. You know, like I said last week, and I'll talk about it probably more when we get into the state of wrestling, I think Seth Rollins is my favorite guy on the roster right now. Now, you know, if you look at who the top guy in the company is, you're going to say John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, Randy Orton, and you're ending up with a list of guys that have been there forever. Um, But all those guys even aren't really based on anybody that came before them. So this idea, it's always going to fail to try to shape a guy that you have into the image of another guy that you have or a guy that you used to have is never, ever going to work. And that's the mistake that I think is being made with Roman Reigns right now, and that's why he's not exactly connecting to the audience because they're trying to shape him into something as opposed to uh, letting him go out there and figure out how he connects. How does Roman Reigns connect to the audience? And it's one of those things where maybe in the beginning, you know, Roman is young, Roman is green, Roman is trying to figure it out, so let's, let's, let's shape him. But honestly, Roman was more popular when he was with The Shield, when he was just a guy that didn't say much. You had Ambrose doing all the talking, you had Rollins doing the spectacular moves, and then you just had this monster named Roman Reigns. And then, people don't remember this, but when he was in The Shield, Everybody was looking at Roman Reigns like he was going to be the next guy. And people were happy about it. And this was months before the Royal Rumble. Only a few months before the Royal Rumble. People thought that Roman Reigns would be the guy. And they were happy about it. People looked at the Shield. I mean, they thought all three of them were going to do well. I thought all three of them were going to do well. But a lot of people thought Roman Reigns would be the WWE standout from that group. And people were not mad about it. That I heard from anyway. But as time goes on, the shield gets separated. Roman's character, they start to shift it in such a way that now, okay, we also think that he's going to be the top guy. So let's start changing him so he's more like a top guy. No, no, you don't change him so he's more like the top guy. You realize that he's becoming a standout and you let him continue to become a standout. That's the way you build a star. You don't try to shape them into somebody who already exists. Well, we'll talk about that more on State of Wrestling. Uh, I'll have that interview up on YouTube late this week, early next week for sure. Uh, it's definitely one you're going to want to share around. He's, it was, it was, I thought he was very good. I always like Roman because he's candid. He's himself. Even in that one uh, earlier this year that people got so upset about, I respected it because he was being himself and he was being candid and he was being honest and he wasn't talking to me like a character. Um, We saw an extreme version of that on the Stone Cold podcast, which I'm about to talk about. Uh, Speaking of YouTube, though, as I said earlier, the uh, Tyrus, a.k.a. Brodus Clay interview is also over on YouTube. You can get to YouTube.com slash NotSam or you can go to NotSam.com. Never forget, you got to support the podcast. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. And you can get your hands 
on a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast shirt, on a What's the Hap shirt, on a Not Sam shirt, whatever you want, they're there. They are there. They're there at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. Now, I think I'm going to try, try to fill your needs for more Katie Linendahl in your life, as I believe she will be joining me right here in the state of wrestling. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. All right, State of Wrestling time. There's uh, nobody better that could be joining me here. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Linendahl is back (laughs) with her phone. The Shield, kind of. Yeah, okay, this is a great place to start. This is a fabulous place to start. Some people... I like how it stresses me out. Like I have like so much work going on right now, and I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, do I do I enter with a biggie or do I enter with the shield? And like these are life decisions. Well, it's it's really weird what's going on in WWE right now because mm-hmm. there's so much almost there. Like there's like there, well, it, it's as if they're right on the cusp. There's all these these little stories that are right on the cusp of possibly being something special, but nothing is being executed. Well, like, I it's feel just like not they brought quite, out. I don't know if I'm going diving right into what you're saying too fast, but this week, like, pull out all cards. Like, because all the stocks. raw ratings are not good. Well, that, it was like a combination. It was like a one-two punch. Like, you, that reason, and then also, obviously, leading up to Hell, Hell in a Cell. Cell. So, you're totally right in the sense that it's like, they didn't get enough sleep, and they are just, you know what, just do it, man. It's like, whatever. Yeah, uh, what if we do this? Cool. Uh, because I definitely want to talk about the way the Wyatts thing was executed, Ooh. but... Uh, some people, because I'd like to talk to you in general about Roman Reigns since he was the guest this week and everything. Right. But before we get to that, we can specifically talk about what happened this week on Raw. Uh, it was. It was the first time The Shield has teamed together. And it was very cool seeing them in the ring together. But I feel like that could have been a ramp up to something much, much larger. A lot of people, and I don't feel this way at all. But a lot of people that I've read online and stuff feel like they blew it, that they just kind of rushed to a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion mm. and they blew the moment that they could have had. I don't think that they did at all because I feel like that wasn't a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. At no point did they seem cohesive. Seth Rollins was Fair. bad guy Seth Rollins the whole time. And they, they stood together for a second. Most of the time, Seth Rollins was behind him. Then he walked back so he could stand with them for a second. But then he jumped in front of him and started pushing him away. Then he didn't make the tag. He didn't like he wasn't. This wasn't a shield reunion because at no point was Seth Rollins a team player. He was still obnoxious. Seth Rollins. I'm in charge guy. But then why even do it to begin with? I think think that's what people are asking. If you're going to go big, go for it. That's a good question. We shouldn't even be sitting here questioning the move. Because. It isn't the thing that people have been waiting for. And I don't think it does take anything away. Like when you because Seth Rollins is still he's the top bad guy in the company. And Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose are arguably the top good guys in the company. Right. So at no point did it seem like, oh, this is the reunion. Like you knew something weird was going to happen because you don't team up the top good guys and the top bad guy. And as a fan, expect for things to go smoothly. That's like finding out there's going to be a wedding next week and being like, oh, they'll probably live happily ever after. <laughs> like, it's wrestling. We know how it works. Basically, better get to give half your stuff away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess what? 
That's like saying, oh, it's his birthday and there's a cake. I guess they're going to have dessert mm-hmm. at the, in the last segment of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's going to get smashed. The wedding's going to end in disaster. Disaster. And the good guys and the bad guys are not going to get along in the team. And you're going to have to give away half your stuff. And you're going to have to give away half of your stuff. But that's why I don't think that – at no point did I think this is it. This is the reunion. I thought, oh, you know, ro- first of all, I thought the whole well, thing – That's uh, that's a question in itself. Do you really think there ever even will be a reunion? I'm sure that there will be a reunion. I'm positive that there will be a reunion at some point. Hopefully it will be much more – it will be meaningful. Last night uh, – uh, this week wasn't meaningful, but – I don't think that it ever appeared to be that it would be meaningful. The whole thing was a convoluted mess. Correct. Because they introduce the match as Dean Ambrose in a handicap match versus uh, Luke Harper and Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman. Yes. Whatever his name is. Braun Strowman. That's correct. So then out of nowhere – like, like you talk about why why do this, why do that. Like why introduce that match as a handicap match – only to have Ric Flair come out and all of it. This is the same thing as when Stephanie McMahon comes out and says, no, referee, you're wrong. I'm going to reverse your decision. You're not a referee. For Ric Flair to come out and be like, oh, we're in Dallas. So legends are here. So by the way, Roman Reigns is going to be your partner. It's like, so you picked Dean Ambrose's storyline best friend as his surprise tag team partner. Why wouldn't Ambrose have reached out to his best friend Roman Reigns before and said, hey, I got this match. You want to do it with me? If he wanted Roman, wouldn't wouldn't you think that Dean Ambrose probably wouldn't need Ric Flair to be the go-between between him and Roman? You have a fair point, Sam. I mean, Roman's just becoming this big star. And I, I, I mean, I'm a lunatic. So I, I, I don't have time to sit down and be still. And I lost his phone number. And he doesn't have time for me anymore. So I don't know how to get in touch with him. I guess I'm just going to I'm gonna take on both of them myself. If he lost his phone number, hit star 69. And maybe it'll just dial right back to the last number he called. Which was probably Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Because let's, mm-hmm. I mean, storyline-wise, who do you think Dean Ambrose is calling? Roman. They're on the phone all the time. They love each other. It's a fair point. And why would Ric Flair be in charge of making matches? <laughs> that doesn't make... It's like, hey, we have Ric Flair. He's been the world champion a bunch of times, and he's visiting Raw. And then Ric Flair goes, and I'm here to make a match. All right, whatever you want to do, buddy. Well, and I think Austin being there was really significant. But then when you kept, like, to your point, like, peppering in with more... Le- it was started to lose the excitement. Would you agree? Uh, uh you're... You- to sit there and tell me that HBK was over was unheard of. What do you mean? That he wasn't over like Austin was. Nobody's over like Austin. Uh, but you the, know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, Austin's the greatest of all time. But I've said that many times. You know I have. Uh, I th- I mean, you don't want me to go on another rant about Legends Night. Um, I'm ready for it. Because I'll take the Reader's Digest version of that rant. Okay. Here, let's break it down this way. And I said at the top of the show, uh, I was talking about, and I, I love your opinion on this. I was talking about um, basically what Shawn Michaels was saying. Because I want to talk about Roman Reigns and what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Because it's obvious to me that the company is trying to shape Roman Reigns into another John Cena. If They're trying to make him John Cena too, because John Cena is 38 years old and his run is going to be over eventually. So they need another John Cena in their minds, right? Okay. But you go down the line and listen to what Shawn Michaels was saying. Shawn Michaels said to Seth Rollins in the promo on Raw, I wasn't the second anyone. I thought that was a really strong... It was strong. That was, that was pretty good. But I just wish WWE would abide by that and not try to make Roman Reigns the second coming of John Cena. That's a good point. Why don't you let Roman Reigns be Roman Reigns? 
That's a very good point. Because that's because ex- Sean's exactly right. Because no big star has been like the previous big star. Hogan, Austin, Rock, Cena, all these people have been fully independent. Well, then maybe to your point, maybe it doesn't need to fall under this completely linear, like, heel slash baby face. Maybe Roman obviously isn't as great on the mic as Cena. He never will be, probably. No, but... but let him be his own thing and let him craft that. We don't Thank know what you, that Katie. is. Do you think that if Roman is left to his own devices a little bit more, he could be the next big star? I think he needs more liberties. Meaning what? I feel like when you get put, and I, I'm, this is all subjectively speaking, I have no idea what's going on, but like when you get p- told to do this and do this and do this, you're not doing it right, you're not yes, doing it right, right, you're not doing it right, he's probably in his head. That's right. I would assume. That's right. And he's doing things that are not natural to him. Not natural. If you just let him have a little creative liberty, what, what do you want to do? It's going to come out more naturally. And again, I'm, I have no idea if I'm right or wrong here. Of course. But. I don't know what he could come up with. I mean, look, I'm very old school about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff I'm new school about in terms of superstars and developing talent and all this stuff. I think uh, Xavier Woods and New Day is a great example of that. That developed naturally. Naturally. It took time. But but look at how big of a hit it was. It's huge now. And they're doing the right thing by those guys. I don't know why they're not doing something like that with the other guys. It's like they own – you know what it is? They figured out that those three guys, Xavier, Kofi, and Big E – are creative people, so they're saying, "Okay, go out there and be creative." They let it ride for a little bit, though. That shouldn't. That went on for a while, where it had rebarrassment written all over. Which it. goes back to my thinking of no matter what anybody says, because I know they said something on Jericho's podcast a while back. If they had had a big plan for New Day and had a specific vision in mind for what they were going to do, they wouldn't have been allowed to go out there and do whatever they want because they would have had to stick to the vision. They mm. didn't have a vision for them. And so they went out and did whatever they wanted. But then on the flip side of that, to play devil's advocate, and this is a little tangential, but whatever, then you have, like, the guy at NXT that has no entrance music and no creative <laughs> vision. And then you're like, well, did, did we, they leave that to WWE? Because that was a horrible choice. It was a terrible, terrible choice. So which is it? Which which road do you follow? You have to you go as have a, to split the difference. As a super, the, the, these superstars need to take risks, and they need to go out and try to capture the crowd on their own. And it's a scary time in wrestling because there's no place to go. Because you could, 20, 15 years ago, have a chip on your shoulder and survive because there were other games in town. You could know that, look, point. you fire me, and WCW is going to pay me a lot of money just to show up on their TV because I was on your TV. Like, what are you going to do? Go to TNA? You know? Yeah. And and if anything, WWE is effectively driving out competition, even still. The fact that they will, and we'll talk about this, partner up with Evolve and kind of not, never bring up TNA, never even mention TNA, uh, and really not do anything with Ring of Honor either. Those are the. Well, and how funny is it that we always look at the schedule because we're always going to an events. And- right. And then they go, and, and Ring of Honor is running on the Saturday before the pay per views, and then NXT goes in the ah, same location. Yeah, we'll probably do that ourselves. I think. So if anything, they're still being competitive with these much, much smaller companies. But that said, it's disappointing that there's nobody. And I, you know, the superstars do need to take risks when they go out there, and they do need to fulfill their own destinies. But at the same time. It's it's job security, and a lot of them are just there to feed their families. I see both sides of it. But it is disappointing to me 
that there are not more people behind the scenes in WWE that can't even see the success of something like The New Day and realize that we need – the raw ratings are not great. We need to go out and take huge risks and let these superstars, quote unquote, paint their own picture and fulfill their own destinies. And that's how we're going to find out where we're going to what we're going to put the rocket on. You know what I mean? Like where we're going to strap this thing to because. Yeah, where we're going to light the atom bomb. Yeah. And it's not with atom bomb. It just didn't work. We're pulling out all cards now. But. I think so. I think Roman Reigns could be great, but I think he's got to be able to be Roman Reigns, not John Cena light. You know, it doesn't work when him when he and John Cena are in the ring with a, a, a ring full of breast cancer survivors and they're both being smiling. Good guy. John Cena is making him look far less than John Cena looks like a giant star and Roman Reigns looks like who's that guy in the ring with him. Hmm. You know what I mean? He's just not on that level of things. But in the ring. You know, we were talking with Roman about the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania. That thing was incredible. Yeah. It was a fight. Fight. Roman Reigns is a tough guy. He looks tough. And, and again, I said this earlier in the show, and I'd like to say it to you, because I think people forget that before the Royal Rumble, months before the Royal Rumble, when it was just the Shield, people loved Roman Reigns. Loved him. People. Well, we've analyzed that timeline, too. Yeah. And, and, and it just kind of fell off when they started making him be John Cena light, when they started making him go out and do like cheeky promos and stuff like that. It's like that's not that's not what we want to see. I would say the best thing you could do for Roman Reigns right now is make him a heel and make him a, a really bad dude. Make him just like turn on everything because you can do that now. I know you've been saying that for Cena for years. That's never going to happen with Cena. Don't make that Cena mistake again. Not to say Cena was a mistake because he's, you know, arguably the most successful guy of all time. But don't make a mistake with Roman because he doesn't have that thing that Cena has. So let him be a heel. Let the crowd get behind him there. And he'll be almost kind of like he'll be a natural good guy eventually. A Lesnar heel where he's like a heel, but you like him. You will. And people will like him as a heel. And he'll take out all the kind of baby faces that we're used to, you know, just seeing around and that we're kind of sick of. And then people will like him, and he'll be able to be a badass dude that people cheer for. And I think that's very, very possible with Roman. And then I think, you know, and then Roman's a handsome guy. Roman can be a movie star. Roman can be that guy. But you just can't make him a cheese ball because he's not a cheese ball. Did you guys switch digits when he was in there? He is awfully affectionate. So cute. So cute. He's, like, super handsome. That's what I heard. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, personally— and this is a little more controversial. I don't even think the bad guys should be wearing breast cancer T-shirts. Sam. If you're a villain, you're a villain. You don't have to Sam. go and say something. But I don't think that the – I think the Susan B. Coleman shirts Sam. should be for the good guys. Like I didn't like that the Bellas were wearing those shirts and throwing them out to the crowd and stuff because it's like I want to boo you. How can I boo someone who wants people to feel better who have cancer? Let's remember at the end of the day right? you're just kind of an asshole. I want bad guys to be bad. That's just – I'm not even going to entertain this any further. I want I want bad guys to be assholes. They're supposed to be. They're bad guys. Ugh. Right? They're right. human. No, they're supervillains, and they're fighting superstars. Stardust mm. is not human. He's a supervillain. That's a true statement. That's why he hangs out with the Ascension. I've, I, I'm not going any further on this one. Now, the moron. other thing – I'm not a moron – was Luke Harper's obvious absence on Raw – 
I really felt like by here's what I thought. Raw was not a it wasn't a bad show. But it wasn't a great show, but it wasn't a bad show. I thought it was better than the last few weeks. It though. was better. Uh the Stone and Cold I feel like they just kept it was like a hype factory. Mm-hmm. It was just like one after the other after the other after the other. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, I here's you're right. Cuz as I was watching the show, I started to get this feeling that WWE had all this amazing stuff going on on the surface, but they're doing nothing to build a foundation. Nothing. Like, they just keep putting rooms on top of the house, oh. but that thing's going to come crumbling down. You're saying to, like, develop these storylines more. Yeah, because they built the house on mud. There's no foundation yeah. to the house. You should just built it on Mars. Right. Right. Let it float away. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 because, you know, you see, like, seeing uh, Brock Lesnar is amazing, and, and, and Austin coming out at the beginning of the show was, like, the coolest thing I've seen in forever. But when the standouts of Raw are from a generation, two generations, three generations ago, you're in a huge amount of trouble as a company. What happened in 1995 when WWE, here's what happened. WWE was not financially successful in 1994, 1995. You know when they were successful? 96, 97, 98. That's when they started to really take off. You know why? Because 94, 95, 96, they spent building this young generation. And what did they do? And they had to do it because WCW took away their older talent. But they started making videos, making fun of WCW (laughs) for taking their older talent. The Nacho Man. The Huckster. Okay? (laughs) They were all about that. Yes. They were sitting there. And being like, oh, WCW. And everybody was like, oh, wheelchair wrestling. They take all the old I guys. I but- all about that. Yes. And then you see like, okay, and then you can develop this little cult following where it's like, no, we don't have those old guys. Those old guys, don't, don't, they don't work here anymore. We've got Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Razor Ramon and Diesel. And this guy, the ringmaster, I guess his name's Steve Austin. And some guy named Rocky Maivia. And all these guys that it's like, I've never heard of these guys, but I'll watch them. And all of a sudden... You have the biggest generation of stars that wrestling has ever seen. So what do you do? Instead of saying, okay, how do we start that process again? You say, okay, I'm going to take that biggest generation of stars that wrestling has ever seen, and I'm going to make them look better than our current generation. But one could argue that they have the, 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 the bench to be able to do that right now. You have the Nevilles. You have— yes, No, you could have. Yes, you could, but they're not. Correct. Right. So instead of saying, like, we're going to repeat that process and we're going we're gonna to spend this time making Neville and Rollins and Ambrose and Reigns and Wyatt and, and, and New Day and all these guys look spectacular. And all these guys, they have an M and, 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 you know, Zane and, and, and Balor and, and, like, everyone's there. They have them all. Owens, Cesaro, everyone's there. So instead of being like, you know what, let's put our heads together and let's make a compelling TV show that is centered around these guys that are under 35 years old. But I feel like there were pockets of that. And I go back to the Owens hype. When, yeah, but you can't do it for two weeks and then quit. But all I'm saying is it seems like it, it's like such an ebb and flow. There'll be mm-hmm. moments where it's like, I thought the Stardust Neville feud was great. But to your point, that only goes on for so long. And then it's like, what's next for so these guys? what would you say – I think it's almost like like the, the, like the discipline that you need. It's difficult, I guess, because you're running a company and you need the discipline to say, I am not going to go to the well again. I'm going to start fresh, but I don't have to 
because there's no competition, and I can get these guys to come out for a pop. This is interesting. What would you change then? You're just saying keep the storylines going longer? Here's what I would change. I would have the discipline to not go to the old guys. I would say unless we can get Stone Cold to do something very, very meaningful, don't have him come out. Like as much as I want – Stone Cold is my favorite wrestler of all time. As much as I want to see Stone Cold out there, don't have him come out. And if you're going to have him wrestle a match, a young guy better beat him. And if you're going to have The Rock, you know, come out, don't have The Rock pulverize your entire roster. Rock beat, he destroyed, he made The Miz look like an idiot. He beat CM Punk. Mm. He beat John Cena. Like, he, like these are, those three people were world champions. But that still doesn't answer the question of what, what do you do to build that foundation that you said has been lacking? Well, you, you, you stop thinking in terms of, like, let's utilize these old guys all the time. And then you find people who can sit down and create a compelling television show centered around people who are under 35 years old. And there's no reason it can't be done. <laughs> You have a ton of people that Does are under 35 years old. Does this shoot down my dreams old. of Tatanka making an appearance? I don't think Tatanka is the guy to do it. Well. I don't think Tatanka is the guy to do it. But it's just, it's right there. It's right there. Like, you know how possible it is. Rollins is a super talent. Reigns, if used correctly, is a super talent. And all these guys. This is probably going in a different direction, but I almost feel like the writing in NXT or creative or whatever you call it. Is much different. It's different and it's better, but it's an hour a week. I know, but here's the reasons I like it. In the sense that I love the the, the flashiness, the entrances. Mm-hmm. I like how it's more, there's more of that storyline for people you haven't heard. And I've been built up to right. appreciate these different characters. Yeah, no, I think that's true. But it's an hour a week. So it's a lot easier to get done. It's a lot easier to write an hour of TV a week than it is to write, what is it, five hours plus pay-per-views a week? And uh, NXT doesn't have that sort of let's bring the legends in thing because they don't the legends aren't there. So, yeah, no, they're peppered in a little bit, but not much and more so off the air. Right. And NXT doesn't have these expectations. You know what I mean? Like NXT does now kind of, but they don't have Vince McMahon there. You know, like Vince McMahon is not there. That is a huge difference maker. The fact that it's it's Triple H and and some writers and these young guys that are like, let's make something cool. We don't have to worry about TV ratings. We don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Let's just make a cool show. And then what happens is when you do that, when you just make a cool show, if you're a creative person and you're a, a, a genius mind, Triple H is a genius mind for pro wrestling. There's You cannot even argue it. He's one of the greatest minds in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, Vince McMahon is and was, I don't know if you can, I, I don't know him. I know he has been possibly the greatest mind in the history of pro wrestling. I don't know if he's out of touch or not. He may be. Would he disagree with you? Who's this Sam guy? Out of touch. Out of touch. You're out of time. Vince, that song was from the 80s. Uh, It is the 80s. No, it's not. What do you mean it is the 80s? Well, it's the 90s. It might as well be the 80s. No, it's not the 90s, Vince. Vince? I heard. Yeah, yeah, let's 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 that bring in one of my Sam talents. Roberts guy mm. has been talking all kind of business on you. What kind of business? Well, he said that you weren't very smart and didn't know a lot about wrestling. Listen, pal. Even though I've been the longest reigning mm-hmm. Intercontinental Tag Team Champion of all time. Kevin, did you hear that? The longest Me, reigning. Bree and Foxy think mm-hmm. you're super smart. Listen, uh, not only do I think you're right, Nikki, 
I'm going to give you. you a raise. And thanks, Vince. This Sam guy doesn't even eat meat. What kind of a man is that? He has so lost his man card. <laughs> I didn't know they were giving those out. Not anymore. <laughs> you have to go on WWEshop.com only on Mondays for 15% off. And if you get the BOGO t-shirt, then you <laughs> also get a man card for free. Did you see... Oh, uh, yes. We can't forget to give out a prize this week. People are going to get angry. Right. Speaking of the Wyatts, uh, I don't know if this had anything to do with it or not. The internet's saying it did not. Uh, the Wyatts thing was a slop fest. Uh, so Luke Harper wasn't there. Right. And Eric Rowan just kind of came out, and the commentator's like, dude, do you see who that is? That's Eric Rowan. And then, like, <laughs> Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose weren't even surprised, let alone scared. They were just like, all right, I guess it's the other guy in the sheet mask. But there was no reference to, like, why wouldn't you, even if Luke Harper, for whatever reason, wasn't in the building, why not, say, have Dean Ambrose, like, do something where you've alluded to the fact that since the Wyatts, quote-unquote, took out Randy Orton, why not say that Dean Ambrose took out Luke Harper? Yeah, it was very unannounced. It just, he just wasn't there. Like, why would you have him announced for the match if he wasn't there? Right. Why wouldn't somebody check, oh, what do you mean Luke's not here? What about the guy in the sheep mask? Yeah. Hey, pal, get over here. You're in the match tonight. Are you Luke Harper? No. I, well, get out there. They're playing your music, kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just very, very strange that they would even go through all that rigmarole with no explanation as to why everything it changed. It honestly just feels like somebody slept in and it was just slapped together like, crap, like the alarm went off. They're like, just do this. Ah! I'm going to go. Yeah. It was like, here's what we're going to do. Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper and Braun Strowman. I don't want to do any of that. Okay. Uh, uh, Panic. Yeah, who's there? Grab him. Put a sheet mask on him. Send him out there. (laughs) It was very strange the way it was done. Did you see uh, Luke Harper's bit of controversy over the weekend? Uh, I did. The Instagram photo? I did. Wait. It might be you're alluding to something. No, I did not then. What were you thinking No, go ahead. See, I knew, by the way, because I follow Jericho on Instagram, obviously. Yeah. And I knew instantly when I saw that photo, I said, number one, kayfabe is dead. And number two, it's getting deleted and somebody's going to get in trouble for this. Because <laughs> Was he laying in bed with Lana in a ring? No, oh. not this time. Oh. Which, by the way, it does really seem like they're fumbling to try to recover on that storyline. I don't know why they wouldn't <laughs> have thought in advance. Somebody gave it to TMZ in the company. It's not like it was just TMZ was in there. I thought that their... was a setup. They're, no, they're engaged for real. No, no, no. I thought that was purposely. It had to be. It's not like TMZ was in their bedroom. It yeah. was a picture in their bedroom. So I don't know why they didn't like, okay, well, we're going to put this out there and then this is going to lead to that is going to lead. Because it's just a mess right now. Yeah, that's another storyline mess. It's a total mess. But everything's a it's mess. disorganized chaos. It is chaos. Uh, that's why. Good thing we're putting it all in a cell this yeah. weekend. Um, put everybody in a cell. And just everyone. And then try to figure out what on earth is going on in WWE. Yeah. Uh, but Give me Charles Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, we throw him in crap there. on him lately. But, uh, so Jericho posts this photo. And it's a photo of, uh, it's a t-shirt that he's wearing. And it's a photo of Luke Harper. And it just says, yeah, 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 next to it. And it says in the caption. I did not see this. It says, the Luke Harper fan club. And everybody's, like, flexing and making funny faces and posing in the photo. Posing in the photo is Jericho, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Sheamus, Cesaro, all these guys. Luke Harper himself. All these guys 
completely out of character, goofy smiles. Roman and Bray Wyatt are about to headline a pay-per-view in the Hell in a Cell. And they're, like, flexing next to each other, making faces. Stop. It was the most, like, for everybody that yelled kayfabe is dead when (laughs) Lana and Rusev photo came out. I mean, kayfabe is rotting. Yeah, yeah. Massacred. So, regardless, uh, needless to say, Jericho deleted the photo on his Instagram. I don't know why Jericho would have thought that nobody would have a problem with that photo. He's like, you know what? This is a good idea. Yeah, this seems good. Definitely going to hit submit. Yeah. I have been drinking, but I still think that this is a good idea. (laughs) I mean, I I thought the photo was hilarious, and the kayfabe thing has never never bothered me. But um, it obviously bothered somebody because the photo went away. Not before... Everybody on the internet saw it, and, like, I screen-grabbed it on my phone because I was going to send it to you once it got deleted because I knew it was going to get deleted. Um, But, yeah, so I don't know if that has anything to do. People are saying it does not have anything to do with why Luke Harper wasn't there. But um, it was very strange that anybody would have thought that was an okay idea. It's not a good idea. No. I mean, it was funny. It made me laugh. And I was like, oh, everybody's friends backstage. But... I don't know if that's what WWE wants on one of their biggest stars' Instagram. No. No, probably not. Uh, So, a couple of things. Uh, Of course, we didn't really talk about the Evolve partnership. Well, we didn't talk about that, and I also wanted to get quickly, even if in a sentence, your thoughts on the women's matches this week. Uh, I thought Sasha Banks was really good in the tag match. Big surprise there, but it was not a great match. Uh, And... The, who did Brie versus Charlotte? Charlotte. It was okay. I feel like our voices are being heard in the singles. Yeah. Arena. Yeah. First of all, it was kind of nondescript match. Raw became the land of the six man tag on <laughs> Monday for some reason. They're just in love with six man tags. But um, yeah, I was happy to just see Brie and Charlotte in a singles match. That's right. Um, and I thought it was okay. I. You know what I felt like when I was watching those matches. And this uh, this has gone back to a point that you've made. I mean, you've been a little more harsh about it. You're of the opinion that the Bellas have ruined the Divas Revolution. But— I didn't say it in that verbiage. But I think that's a little harsh. That's a little intense to what I said. I think that what's happened is— What I said. What I said, Sam. Your little troll co-host <laughs> is not funny. We like you, Sam, but that little sprite needs to learn to keep her mouth shut. And just stay on the internet, because that's all she's good at, that antisocial troll. (laughs) It's funny, because it's true. Um, (laughs) uh, But I I think that Sarah Del Rey needs to spend a lot of time with the women that are on the main roster. I feel like I just entered an inferno. It's not. It's not. I feel like there's so many. I've been waiting for this moment. It's like I just unwrapped all my Christmas presents. Not one, not two, all of them at once. (laughs) Finally. Can you put the dang Brimo shirt away? No, because I like the Bellas. (laughs) I do have a come on Nikki shirt uh, for you from What a Maneuver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people are awesome. They're good. But I like the Bellas, and I think they've improved immensely, and I think they're good. But there is an obvious difference. That was like the generic thing when you're like, I think she's really nice, but... Insult sandwich? Yeah, but like super vague. I complimented so vague. Listen, I'm a fan of the Bellas. Always have been. Listen, Katie, but I do think that when I'm watching matches, there is an obvious difference in the training of these two groups of women. I've said that since day... I know you have. Thank you. I know you have. You have. And there's an obvious difference. 
And I think it can be improved upon. But you I can think cut the tension with a spork. Yeah. I think Sarah Del Rey needs to like she they just need to I mean, how do you at that point though? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, what That's do you That's years of of known It's almost like you have to bring all the WWE divas down to Orlando and be like you're going to need some intensive 6 months in the performance center. PS you have to live in Florida. I mean, here's and that's the real punishment. Here's the <laughs> here's here's going to be the real tester. If a year from now Eva Marie comes up to the main roster and she's a better wrestler than Nikki Bella, we're in trouble. Oh man. Cuz now Eva Marie is in NXT. And we're going to see if Eva Marie can be trained to be a great wrestler. We're going to see if it's just that we happen to find four very talented women, or it's the training. Oh my gosh! I feel like we ran out of time not to talk about our 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 mini road trip. No, we did. Speaking of Eva Marie, because I still we didn't get to talk about Evolve. We didn't really get to talk <gasps> about the WWE Network, dude. Um, just, just we're just gonna go along. Okay, let's let's let's. Because that was really important to talk about that house show. Let's skip Evolve for now, then. Okay, we'll table that for next week. And let's skip because I want to talk about speaking of tables, table for three, but we'll skip that. Uh, and Katie and I were in Orlando, uh, uh, last week. Yeah. And we were shooting something. It should be up on Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Right uh, now. Right now. Basically, Katie and I got the opportunity to talk to a bunch mm-hmm. of the NXT superstars about this show, Breaking Ground, that they're doing. Which, by the way, looks, and I'm not just saying this because they flew us out there. That show looks incredible. And they didn't well, they fly, didn't us, fly out us out there. there. No, no, no. This was journalists. Was, yeah, they did not. They invited us out, out there. Mind? They did not fly us out there. They didn't pay for anything, as a matter of fact. We don't need your money. No. But that's how you know it's not biased. Yeah. Yeah. Kale handles her own biz. Exactly. Uh, but it does look like an incredible show. Yes. And I think what the point that was strongly made is everybody wants to see behind the scenes of these people's lives. Mm-hmm. There's nothing not exciting about that. And there's a difference between that and, like, Tough Enough because nobody cares about the people on Tough Enough. Yeah, like, I thought that it was just going to be a bunch of people getting followed around at the Performance Center and showing them work out and stuff. But they they filmed them at home. They filmed with their girlfriends and their wives and their yeah. families. They did yeah. all of that. Yeah. So, uh, and and a whole bunch of stars are going to be on it. Bailey, Apollo Crews, uh, this uh, NFL guy who has not, Savvy Piscatelli, who hasn't made his debut yet. Uh, uh, who else? Char- uh, not Charlotte. Uh, uh, what's her face? Carmella. Carmella. Um, a whole bunch of Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Uh, we got to interview a bunch of them, and we have a, a video preview of Breaking Ground mm-hmm. that will be up on SportsIllustrated.com. If it's not right at this moment, it will be any moment. Uh, and that should we say the thing? Yeah, I think we should do. Just go for it. All right. So here's I alluded to it a little bit last week, just saying that there would be something. So, the reason that there is a video about Breaking Ground that Katie and I have done up on SportsIllustrated.com is because we got a lot of very positive feedback about the state of wrestling portion of this podcast. And you know for a long time, I was asking you guys what we should do here. Should we do a second podcast? Should we do something else? Well, Katie and I were contacted by the fine folks at Sports Illustrated. Yeah, it was like getting the publisher's clearinghouse Fake check. That's right. Except that it was a, except it was accompanied by a real check. And yeah. what they said was, hey, I know you've been talking about this, blah, blah, blah. What would you think about doing a version of the state of wrestling for Sports Illustrated? And we said, well, why don't you keep talking to us, Jack? So 
after several conversations and, and ideas being floated around and all this stuff, Katie and I uh, will be doing the state of wrestling in addition to this podcast. This podcast is not going to change one iota, but we will also have a video show every Wednesday mm-hmm. is what we're scheduled to be, but it'll be every week on Sports Illustrated's website. Mm-hmm. And it will be called the State of Wrestling. So Katie and I will be bringing you the State of Wrestling twice. Once on the podcast, and this will be a little more free format, long-flowing, what you're used to. And then also visually uh, for Sports Illustrated's website, every week we're doing a video like we show. We actually have to walk into there with a plan. Yeah. I'm in a format of show, Katie. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, we're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, a Thank little bit. Thank goodness that I'm on board this this train. A little, yeah, exactly. No, Sam, that's a stupid idea. Oh, uh, no, it really will be awesome. Yeah, it'll be it'll, excited. It's going to be a blast. And this is technically the the video that's on Sports Illustrated's website now about breaking ground is technically the first episode of State of Wrestling. The episodes are not going to look like that. This is a, a highly produced on location video that we're putting under the State of Wrestling umbrella. Most episodes will be filmed in Sports Illustrated's studio, and we'll mm-hmm. just be kind of you know uh, talking about wrestling like we do here, but. This is kind of the introduction to it. So we're very, very excited about it, and it should be a lot of fun. And really cool to be able to bring it to that platform. Yeah. Yeah, where there's not a lot of wrestling being represented. As, I, I know. As, the, as I've said before, I worked for ESPN for, what, seven years cumulatively? Man. I always try to sneak in some wrestling stuff. Yeah. And by sneak in, I mean, like, asking my supervisor because I'm a goody-goody. It, but never happened. It is great now we're in a see. renaissance. Yeah, we are in a renaissance because ESPN is doing stuff now in yep. Sports Center and we're doing stuff stuff that's going to be even better on Sports <laughs> Illustrated's website. So, definitely be checking for that and we'll be posting links and everything on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. But while we were out in Orlando, uh Katie and I we went out there on a Thursday and as just coincidence, they were doing a show in Coco, Florida, which is they do it every month, every week. Every Thursday, they go out to Coco, and they do this show. And we were like, we should just go to this show. It's like an hour away. Yeah. So we drove out there, and it was amazing. It's an NXT house show. But, like, Katie and I went— I can't even put into words. Katie and I went to Philly. Yeah. Albany. Yep. uh, San Jose. Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. And so we've been to all these shows that were, like, giant NXT live events. Mm -hmm. But we've never been to an actual NXT live event. Like a, like a house show. This was the best of the best. It was, first of all, who knew? Coco, Florida is the armory capital of the world. We drove around in circles because there were so many armories in Coco, Florida. That was empty. We went to three different armories At trying to, and, and they were all within two many, miles of each other. How many beer drive throughs did we we, what, was yeah. it, what was it? A... We passed a bar with a drive-through window. Yeah, a bar with a drive-through window and lots of bail bond shops. And then we got to we get to this armory mm-hmm. and we see a bunch of people playing beer pong outside right. of it. And we go, okay, this can't be it. It was. <laughs> it was Hands it. Down. It was it. But the best part about it is like to take that spectacular, like what end of the spectrum, like Brooklyn, for example, that was just jam-packed with 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. And you have these intimate small shows in Florida. Let me tell you something. Put the money into going to see those. Yeah. Because it's not only up close and personal. You get to watch everything. Like you get front row seats basically no matter where you're They're sitting. All the seats are front row seats. There's The room seats 200 people. It's amazing. Max. Max. And, and, you know, and it's not like these are all just gym rats that we haven't heard from. Finn Balor was wrestling. Bailey was wrestling. Apollo Crews was wrestling. Asuka? Uh, uh, yeah, Asuka. 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 Oh, my gosh. So – we end up getting to sit pretty much front row to watch uh, Asuka, 
and some girl who we didn't know wrestle Ava Marie and Emma. And Ava Marie got kicked in the face so hard by Asuka. It was the most incredible thing you've ever seen. See, that, did, that happened way more than once. It did. She just kept getting kicked. And, like, I don't know if, if Asuka has a different style of kicking or if Ava Marie just doesn't know how to get her hands up yet. But she was taking full contact foots to the face. Protect yourself, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, because she was not protecting herself. Um, but it was so cool to see and, and just and to get to sit there. Is, this is my favorite. Like, listen, I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Like, anything with ranch dressing hot sauce and, like, crazy crowds, we're all over. Right. Okay? The chick's white trash. Yeah. Don't let her fool you. Basically, anything white trash, I'm all for. Right. I, I'm just like a like a hybrid. And so, so RefGate continues Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when we get there because – First, if you saw the Twitter that uh, Finn Balor sent out with referee Sean Bennett. Yeah, Sean Bennett was there. Uh, I had some words with him. And he's, he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tweet out that photo because I took a photo of it. I didn't get into an argument. Uh, you were arguing over, over numbers with him, but you weren't the only one. No. Because the guy directly in front of us, who was wearing a TNA Rob Van Dam shirt, by the way, <laughs> uh, was just, like, yelling the whole time. The whole time. And he's going, the referee, like, I think it was Sean Bennett, too. He was counting out both men because they were laid out. And he goes, one, two. And then you hear in the front row, the next number's three, Riff. Come on, Riff. And like every time there was a headlock. Riff, you need some glasses. Every time there's a headlock, he's pulling his hair, Riff. He's pulling his hair. Unacceptable. (laughs) Unacceptable. This Riff is blind. He's blind. But then do the impersonation of when Ty Dillinger was doing his 10 thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. So Ty Dillinger, because the main event was great. It was Ty Dillinger <laughs> versus Finn Balor. It was a great main event to see in this, like, a, a tiny little room. Uh, and Ty Dillinger comes out, and he puts his hands up, and he goes, 10. And then the guy, without missing a beat, goes, out of a 1,000. <laughs> Just like this guy is brilliant. These are my people. He's brilliant. Out of a 1,000. Yeah. So... The point is, if you, can, ah! if you can get out to Florida. And by the way, if you've ever in your life wanted to start a, like a, a slow clap. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect place to do chant, it. Or a chant. Nailed it. Yeah. You can hear. You can, anyone can start a chant. You can, I mean, there are moments where the room goes completely silent because there's yeah. nobody in there. Yeah. Uh, if you, here's what you do. Plan a trip to Disney for your whole family. <laughs> right? So plan a trip to Disney. Get them in the hotel. These shows start at like 730. Right. And then you go, oh, let's make it sure on Thursday, mm-hmm. you guys get a rental car. That's that's key. Get a rental car. But go on Thursday, we're going to go watch the fireworks parade tour, whatever the thing is. Family bonding. Right. And they go, okay. And then be like, let's make sure we leave early because it gets really crowded. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay. And then on Thursday, you got to get sick. And if it means you got to purge, you got to purge. Put your <laughs> finger down your throat. You got to make it realistic. You got to say, guys, like, I'm very sick. But I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to miss. I mean, this fireworks thing is going to be amazing. Luckily, we're staying in a Disney hotel. So jump on that shuttle and get to the yeah. theme park. Your dad is going to be there with you in spirit. Hit that magic shuttle. And Hit then it hard. Let the, the miserable wife and kids go and see Disney. You, who are smart enough to get a rental car, even though there's shuttles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and if your wife says there's, there's shuttles everywhere, be like, look, I just it's better safe than sorry. Right. And then you have the rental car. Get in the car. Drive to Cocoa Beach an hour. Watch as much of the show as you can before you're going to get busted. 
and drive back home because it is so worth it. You got to see these shows. They're so like much fun. Phantasmic concentrate. So much fun. Katie Linnendahl, you are phantasmic concentrate. Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell you how much oh I enjoy gosh, your company. Oh, prize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. We were trying to say who counts. Sam. I don't know who won. Sam. <laughs> we were trying to find out who <laughs> I've been getting nasty tweets, too, from people who are like, uh, are you going to introduce the winner of the contest today? Because this week or because it's been a few weeks since you asked us to all say who can count better than <laughs> Finn Balor. It was a successful contest. Yeah. I feel like Finn Balor himself should win the contest because he tweeted out the video of Sean Bennett. Well, yeah. And the the truth of the matter is somebody will probably buy with their $200. Yeah. You're giving him $200? That's what we said. I know. But 25 seems more than reasonable. Sam, don't be a cheapskate. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying that's how much the shirt's We're looking cost. at the people up. Yeah. And... So they're going to buy a, a Finn Balor shirt, probably one of those new um, Balor, Balor Club, Club deals. Yeah. So what we did was we asked you to tell us who can count better than the WWE officials. We got a lot of pictures of the count. I enjoyed yeah, a lot all of those. Pictures of the count. Enjoyed all those. Uh, the Tootsie Roll, uh, the Tootsie Pop Owl uh, was a favorite. Uh, Katie, do you have? And it's only one winner this time because it's a spectacular prize. So Katie, uh, I need to know. This may be one of the more spectacular prizes we've given out just in terms of cash value. It's a lot of money, this gift card. I think it's more because you don't, you're, you, you don't want to go to the trouble of ordering something than having to reship it out. But regardless, I got to find out who is the winner. I love, by the way, that it's Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast and you have to tell me who's winning your contests. Who, Katie, is winning Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast who can count better than the WWE officials' Twitter giveaway spectacular contest? Okay. Well, I'm down to three here. Okay. And they're all really funny. Okay, tell me. Don't tell me the Twitter names. Just tell me what Man, they there's did. There's even an elf one in here. Dang it. Dang it. Give me the three. Uh, wait, but we only get to pick one. I know. Tell oh, me. Oh, oh, wait. You know what? I got it. Okay. I got it because here's the winner. Yeah. Not only did this man submit like 700 times, <laughs> that about seems illegal. 650 of them were funny. Oh, oh that's and pretty good. so funny, in fact, that Finn actually favorited him. What is it? And retweeted, I think, maybe one or two of them. What is okay, it? Okay, so the winner is mm-hmm. Mike Cubs. Mm-hmm. And he gave, he did all these drawings, and he gave him an NXT report card. Uh-huh. And he says, student, Finn Balor, basic thugonomics, C-minus, entrance A+, plus, basic shapes and colors, Thanks for doing your homework. B plus counting F minus <laughs> F minus body paint one hundred one A plus advanced Lego. He even didn't even add an S like Finn Balor. Lego A plus and Professor Triple H. Boom, he's the winner. Very funny. He also then um, submitted a scrolling through many many entries. He submitted. He submitted an Ireland counting book. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, that was somebody else. Sorry, you you got second place. Well, Mike Cubs is the winner. So congratulations. Send uh, Katie or I a tweet and we'll follow you back or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, Katie, you can follow her on Twitter at Katie Linendahl and Instagram and Facebook. Also, don't forget to check out Katie's spectacular podcast. It's even better than this one. Go to show to get the podcast called show. It's on yeah. iTunes and everything. It's a tech podcast, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, and as always, if you're not subscribing to this podcast, you should. But give us, a, give us a rating on iTunes and a review and all that stuff, and we will see you next week. And by the way, all those interviews that we did at the Performance Center, 
all going to be on the podcast. Yes. So, no, you're not going to miss a thing as long as you listen to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast every week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.